0: it's time to down your unders down your unders review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of
1: war down under Hello ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the part two of the Chaos Space Marines Codex. My name is Adam Camilleri, this is Art of War Down Under, should you not know, episode 102, auspicious occasion, the 102, I don't know if it means anything, it probably doesn't. I'm here joined by Anthony Vanella, please don't call him Tony V, everybody. I know, I know, it's funny, it's great, <laughs> he doesn't appreciate it. I haven't heard of any deaths in his local community, so that's a good thing, you guys have had some restraint, <laughs> this, is, this is to be uh, encouraged. Tread with caution, people, is what I'm saying. With the memes. <laughs> Anthony, welcome back to the show. How you
2: doing, mate? <laughs> How's it going, Adam? I'm doing great. I'm very excited. We get to talk about my new favorite codex. My favorite codex that's come out since I've been playing the game, actually. Um, right up there with the recent Drakari really? one. Yeah, I love this codex. I've been having so much fun playing it, which is really good. Because it comes at a time when I was not having super much fun with the armies that I was playing. Uh, Nids were super powerful, but I wasn't having like a super great time playing them. They're kind of just like strong, good. They do like kind of fun things but there's too much cell phone tower management
1: and that's not why i play 40k so- cell phone management what a what a term you always bring the cool terms with you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that a man steeped in the meme knowledge of our community what was it the crowd goes mild that's catch and fire yep, yep. that's that's, a, f- that's one of my that's, favorites that's a that's a, uh, a big v special uh-huh. um, thick city so <laughs> thick city yeah 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 um we are here to review the kind of the middle half middle third of the space for codex (laughs) (laughs) uh for those of you who don't don't know what we do here at out of war down under we are a two-part podcast primarily we're here to review stuff i'm here to be informative and if if not informative at least entertaining for your ear buds pieces whatever you listen to me on radios i don't know um but we're here to review all the new stuff that comes out for 40k we're here to tell you about it, what it is, what you need to know, what you need to do to stay informed. And the hope is that this podcast is something you can plug into every week and just stay current with the game as it changes, as, as it evolves, as new stuff comes out. And I get myself with my whatever knowledge I can I can slap together in the time, and then I get a wonderful expert on, like Mr. Anthony Vanella, to show me the ways uh, when I do not know my way through the weeds. And so we, ca- we get together, we chat for as long as we chat for, reviewing the content that's just come out. In the hopes that you can like listen to it and learn everything you need to know to keep up with the game. And Chaos Space Marine critics came out. It's ridiculously thick. If you didn't listen last week, me and Chuck sat down for almost two hours and reviewed all the legions. Um, that being like the essentially six or seven supplements that got stuck together to form the legions in this book it was freaking wide (laughs) like the physical codex uh, is huge it's so extensive I love it I actually I I freaking love it Um, part of me wants every codex to be this girthy and the other part of the part of me that likes sanity doesn't want that Um, (laughs) but (laughs) if you would like the second part of this episode it's gonna be me and Anthony uh, going over to part two talking to our patrons and our subscribers and literally giving the lowdown on Anthony's knowledge of the Booked his, his, his background understanding of the mechanics on the table, what has been winning for him, what has been failing for him, the traps, the pitfalls, the good, the bad, the ugly, all that stuff slammed together in a part two for your listening pleasure. You can find that over on Art of War, then under on Patreon, over or over on the Art of War 40k.com. Just hit that podcast tab over on the website and you'll find the drop down to purchase whatever you please but jumping in before we get started uh some things have ch- have changed in your content creation journey my man you want to tell us about those and plug anything you'd like to plug yes so i am part of a podcast
2: uh now known as stat check formerly known as fight club um you can check us out on so we wherever podcasts will be found this is actually our technically our first week that will be out and about doing things but we've obviously had a podcast before we just split you know amicably from the best in tabletop network we're still friends with everybody over there but basically we have a podcast every week where we go through and break down the results of the week where the stats are at from our excellent high level gentlemen that break down the things for us um on the stat side of things, looking at win rates, looking at how often things are hitting top fours, overrepresentation in top fours relative to how often a faction is played, a lot of like high level stats analysis. Um, so the goal of stat check is to address what we felt like was a genuine gap in high quality data informed 40k coverage and what we would consider to be more practical guidance for players across all skill levels. Um, so you can check us out at um, our patreon is just patreon.com slash stat check. We will be streaming live to YouTube at youtube.com slash uh I think it's just like slash C slash stat check. Um so yeah that's us. It's me beautiful Innes Wilson and Nathan who we have taken to calling stats dad um because he is the guy that does the stats and he is essentially our father on the show because someone has to keep me and Innis in check. Lovely. <laughs> and then behind well- the scenes is Cliff and Curie.
1: Definitely doesn't hurt that Ines is like in the top five in the world right now, right? Yeah, I think you he's second, third, something like that. And yeah, this is one of the best ever. Uh, mm-hmm. and Certainly I does am not hurt. Down there vibing. Oof, two top tenors. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, jumping into the meat and potatoes of this, we have done enough of the formalities. So, yes. we're going to be picking up this review at page 108, the generic stratagems for those following along at home. Please refer to. Um, I think even on the YouTube um, VOD of last week's podcast, a wonderful gentleman went in and timestamped all the different legions oh, uh, for your pleasure. I know, what a champion. It's just one of those things, because this is a podcast that goes out in so many different aggregate, aggregates, I don't have time to sit down, especially if I do two hours, to, to go through and timestamp everything. I'm a pretty busy yes. dude. But uh, that gentleman, whoever you are, you're an absolute legend. I wanted to give you a shout out particular because like I put in a comment being like, uh, "Do I have to pay you now?" Dot dot dot. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a magnificent service. Um, so yeah, definitely go and check that out. You can just click on whichever chapter, whichever Legion chapter, Legion you want to hear about. Um, first impressions, Anthony. Give us give us your your hot takes. How do you feel about this book and why do you love it? I think this book is getting like viciously slept on uh like
2: across the competitive community. I keep seeing people being like CSM's not very good. CSM's not super strong. I don't think CSM gets out of B tier. Uh and that to me is an absolutely insane take. I've been playing like game over game. I played my first few games at Charity Hammer, which is obviously a bunch of high level players. Didn't really play a very close game there like both both games I played, or all three games I've played with the CSM Codex there were blowouts in favor of the CSM. Since then, I've been playing practice games. I just played them twice at Joel Hammer against Sean Naden and against a like a high-level custodius player from the old days, Eric. Some of you may know him, some of you may not. And like won both of those games handily. I 20 would in WTC format, Sean. Like the the book is super strong if you play it well, but the way in which it's strong is definitely not how legacy chaos players would
1: probably yeah. use to their books being strong so there's a <laughs> um I, I had a couple of games on the. well i watched a, i watched a csm game and played in a couple on the weekend and um yeah it, the the gentleman who i was i was playing with is just like a literal csm okay well is it chaos diehard chaos super faction diehard and he talked about how previous to this book chaos space prints could be defined as the glassest of glass cannons your damage output from he was playing Emperor's Children and he was doing oh, predominantly yeah. well. The damage output from that army was the equal of Hail of Doom. It like it actually legitimately was Oh yeah. But Emperor's Children would di- crush you. <laughs> the, yeah, The difference was it had no way to keep its units alive. Once you used them, they were exposed. Unlike Hail of Doom, you got to use them every turn. Um and so it's like, well, if I if I just have the perfect if I just have one perfect turn, I win I he like wins every game. But he says, from his point of view, they've lost about 30% of their damage output, but it's been replaced with about 30% of durability. And I, the, to me, that sounds good. That sounds fine. Except he said the profiles have flipped. It's no, There's no longer shooting worth taking in droves. You take a few key pieces of shooting. Remember like we used to see with White Scars. You'd see a White Scars army that was full yeet, and then two Volkite Contemptors in the back, you know? yeah that that kind of stuff is what is is what he described it as and I thought that was very apt and that's that's pretty much where my perception of the book is at the moment as well, yeah that pretty much tracks like the the book doesn't have
2: super good like shooting sources like each legion has like something that's like pretty good in it um but like my broad estimation so like each of the legions plays super differently so you have to be like careful about generalizing too too much but like the like i'm playing emperor's children i've never at all played an army with as much fight phase control as i have in this
1: list it it Oh, it seems like the, just the, anti, the anti-aggro aggro list. Like, yeah, you just
2: don't get to play in your fight phase against my army. If you rush me ever between fight first on death and last, like the having access get, to all three... On demand, yeah. Yeah, at stratagem or datasheet level, you don't get to do what you would normally expect to do. Like, on paper, the matchup into Blood Angels for... Emperor's Children could be like kind of yikes if you don't delve too deeply. And having played it now, I'm pretty sure there's actually no way you can lose the Blood Angels with proper positioning, like without rolling dice. Like you could feed every dice roll; they could have things go their way, and like they still just can't overcome that
1: type of advantage. And then the Word Bearers archetype seems to be almost get your whole army into the middle where you will passively score a phenomenal amount of points, and then just send in a possessed wave every turn, kind of. Like, that style. And so it's it seems pretty good, but I think people have been a bit spoiled. <laughs> I always <laughs> want to say, it, it, the the only the only thing that they're losing is they're losing in comparison, because we're com- we're comparing them right now, we're comparing them to unnerfed, you know, freaking... So un- we're comparing them to unnerfed Tyranids and Eldar, because we haven't seen the Eldar changes ac- and Tyranid changes actually come okay. in for a month or so. And we're also comparing them to the new thinking, which is like unshackled Necrons, Um Adeptus Mechanicus maybe being a thing again. Sisters possibly being the best army in the game, this kind of stuff. And we're just like, well... We're not as good as the stuff that just was, and we're not better than the stuff that is, so what Ooh. are we?
2: See, I think they are better than most of the stuff that is. I just think Sisters might be rough, and I just haven't played that matchup yet to know for sure, but I'm pretty sure I'd blast Necrons with the think, new CSM yeah. build. I think, yeah. specifically, if you build melee-based CSM, uh, Necrons will have a really hard time with you. This has been well, true since Necrons released. It's almost in their design frame that like assault-based power armor armies just punch giant holes in them, and like,
1: they'll yeah. put up 60 before you kill them, but they're not scoring more than that mm, exactly right and um i said that i said this about i think i said this to chuck in um because he was he was all about the word bearers list in part two yeah. so you all jump over to part two Hear all the spice i was like how do word bearers beat the silent king you know how did the yeah. silent king just walks at you and you've got an only, you've got really you can't threaten him with shooting unless you take like 600 points of not that good <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, questionable not, shooting you, your army's not that good <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you, you get into combat with the guy your whole army fights last and he like kills two things he kills like he reliably will kill like a character and a unit of and like a unit of five possessed keep or take. And then five possessed attack from the unit of ten. Do not kill the silent king. And he wipes them out. Um yep. so that kind of stuff. There's just a propensity for blowouts there. But then on the other side of the things, you shred race, like all those oh, yeah. uh, scorepeck destroyers and stuff like that. Um yeah, it's actually really interesting. There's this a bunch of beautiful new metagame matchups that I'm really kidding yeah. to see.
2: Yeah, for sure, and that's like in that exact matchup is where something like Emperor's Children comes into play super hard, right? Because if the Silent King floats into me, I fight last yeah. him. He fights last me, but that doesn't really do a ton, and I still
1: activate before him. Fight, yeah, and you, you still have fights first, so yeah. you zero each other out. But he gets fights last. In addition. Yeah,
2: and if I charged um, him, it doesn't like he doesn't do anything to me. Like he fights after everybody yeah.
1: fights y- exactly. It's it's really tricky. But anyway, we're going to save something for part two, baby. We're giving it all away. True. Um, yeah, you <laughs> so can't just please. give it all away. That's not even close to all of it. So it's no, Depart no, we're, grab- <laughs> we're going to jump in. And yeah, next week, I haven't quite locked in who I'm having on as the guest, but the part two of next week is just going to be as many people who want to have a say on on the CSM codex as they want. I'm going to record like 10 minutes, 15 minutes with like five, six different people. And just oh, that's go, what's, awesome. your, what's your bill? What's your hot take? Slap it down. Give it to us. Um, Go back to get that myriad view that I used to love to do. Anyway, page 108, starting off with the stratagems. The first one therein is Death of the False Emperor. Love it, 1 CP. Use your stratagem in the fight phase. When a traitor's Astatis unit from your army is selected to fight, to the end of the phase, each time a heretic Astartes model in that unit makes a melee attack against an Adeptus Astartes or Sanctic Astartes unit, you can re-roll the hit roll. So 1 CP, re-rolls the hit against Space Marines and Sisters. And green Knights. And Grey Not Sisters. Wait, no, sorry, 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 not Sisters. Apologies, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sanctic <laughs> Whatever. Sanctified.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Sanctified, sanctimonious. <laughs> I don't know, whatever.
1: It's just it's just anything in power armor that isn't a sister. Any any Astartis. Correct. Um next up is yours. Next
2: up is Demon Forged. Uh this is use the stratagem in your shooting phase or the fight phase. When a traitorous Astartes demon engine unit from your army is selected to shoot or fight. Until the end of the phase, improve the weapon skill and ballistic skill characteristics of models in that unit by one. If you have the Titanic keyword, this costs two, otherwise it costs one. What a change.
1: I mean, they couldn't keep it as it was, right? No, almost as as de- definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Because well, it was rules to hit and to wound for one CP. Yeah, full rules on both sides. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason it wasn't broken is because you didn't have any good profiles to
2: use Yeah, that. there was nothing really to use it on. I mean, it was good on a Lord of Skulls, right? Like that was always cute. That's but, true. But even it's, this is also good on a Lord of Skulls still. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you get the you can get the same thing from just having a disco lord, right? A disco lord should be in just about most lists. Yeah, it'll give it a plus one to hit, but this changes the weapon skill and ballistic skill. Yeah, that's different. true. Yeah, that's true. So, but when you're going from hitting on threes to hitting on twos, they'd have to have a minus one for you to, to make a difference. Yeah, but
2: like this just is like completely unaffected, right? Like if you're Oh, so, true, yeah, yeah. If you have this yeah. plus the disco buff, you're on. Now
1: you're just hitting on twos. Unden- undeniable twos. Yeah. Uh, next up is Fury of Corn, one CP. You strategize in the fight phase when a traitor to start his corn unit from your army is selected to fight the end of the phase, each time model in that unit makes a melee attack, and a modified hit roll of 6 automatically wounds the target. Not bad. 6 is auto-wound. auto, auto wound. Not awful. Yeah, pretty
2: solid. Not bad. Nothing crazy. Next up is Grandfather's Blessings. This is 1 or 2 CP. This is, use the stratagem in any phase when a traitorous Astartes Nurgle unit from your army is selected as the target of an attack. Till the end of the phase, each time an attack is made against that unit, an unmodified wound roll of one, two, three always fails, irrespective of any abilities of the weapon or the model making the attack have. If that unit contains five or a few models, this is one, otherwise it's two. It's literally transhuman, transhuman. for Nurgle units. Ah, oh, you'd love to see it. You'd yep, love to see it. Awesome.
1: <laughs> it's big. It's actually huge. It's weird, yeah? Because you have to have the Mark of Nurgle to use this, right? Correct, yep. And the Mark of Nurgle is already a pseudo um, a pseudo, um It's like transhuman. weird
2: minus to wound
1: yeah. things. Yeah. So you're pretty much only going to be using this to add to in the... We'll, go, we'll, we'll break down the Mark of Nurgle and how f- I want to swear. Yeah, they went for (laughs) maximum confusion with that one. Like, I don't even... uh, I told my mate uh, on the weekend, because we were going over the Mark of Nurgle, I'm trying to figure out a way to explain it in one or two sentences, and it can't be done. So I was like, so when your opponent wants to shoot at you the Mark of Nurgle, you hand them the Mark of Nurgle on the page and then slap the chess clock to them and let them waste five minutes of their clock trying to figure out what the hell is happening. That's also
2: the best part of the Iron Warrior secondary. It, it's tr- true true it um
1: <laughs> all right anyway moving on you got transhuman it's bloody awesome it's awesome uh, two cp hey. hatred eternal use this strategy at the end of the shooting phase or the end of the fight phase select one legionnaire's unit from your army if it's a shooting phase that unit can shoot again if it's a fight phase the it of winning that unit is engagement at range of any enemy units that unit legionnaire's unit can fight again two cp for fights twice or shoots twice is this a big deal Uh, It would be
2: if we didn't get a new mission pack that just took away all of our command points and Legionnaires weren't as weak as they are.
1: So Legionnaires are your Chaos Space Marines troops,
2: right? Yeah, nothing else has the Legionnaires keyword. It's literally just... It's not like... There's not like Chosen have the Legionnaires keyword. There's no like weird random jank there. So they just... It's... It's a good stratagem in a vacuum. It's a bad
1: stratagem in execution. Well, you, you'd, you'd want to have a ten man to make this worth you to make right, this worth CP. rapidly expensive. What, and then why have you got a ten man? Yeah, and then you're upgrading <laughs> it.
2: You're like, oh god, this is a troops unit. No, this is just T four,
1: two wound, you, three up dudes. You can make Legionnaires slap Mark of Corn, Icon of Corn. They actually you
2: can get put some. Put work a relic on. on the sergeant. You can spend. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this caveat
1: out let's, of the way now, let's, Adam. Let's do this. Let's all do right. It.
2: So listen. There is a lot of stuff in this book that is traps. Do not fall for the bait (laughs) of the old chaos ways where you spend like 800 points and 9 CP to have something like on the third Tuesday of the blood moon get you an extra victory point. Please, but, Chaos players, don't do this.
1: But it's an extra victory point on no, the Blood I, Moon. And I, I like g- the
2: Blood Moon. Yeah, the third Blood Moon, dude. Like, <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my favorite one. <laughs> it kills me. The amount of times I've been like added in the last two weeks of someone with like some jank third wall, like fifth dimensional mm-hmm. combo, where I have to be like, no, stop. You have good units and stratagems now. You don't need to do crazy nonsense. <laughs> Correct. All right, moving on. You're up. Oh, love this stratagem. So excited. Murderous Perfection. Great name. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase or the fight phase when a traitorous Astarte Slynesh unit from your army is selected to shoot or fight. Once during that phase, when resolving an attack made by a model in that unit, you can change the result of one hit, wound, or damage roll to be a 6. Or, if it's a D3, a 3. That
1: is Awesome! Yeah? Explain, what's the package here? Because I know there's a lot of characters that do like being Marcus Lanesh.
2: So, a lot of stuff... Well, just everybody's Marcus Lanesh when you play Emperor's Children, right? True. A particular place for this on a unit that I never expected to be good until literally tonight when I used them for the first time is Laz Cannon Havocs. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So, a unit that always hits on threes with ranged anti tank like that is really good at killing planes, which seem to be getting in popularity again. Yeah. So, when they're always hitting on threes, they have exploding sixes from a rule recover later in the first round, and they're rerolling ones because they're core, being able to just take one of their damage rolls and make it a
1: six and just miracle dice that bad boy yeah yeah is super strong it really is well and a lot of the flies that we're seeing aren't the aren't the big baddies with the 13 wounds and then all the that all that dumb crap no it's just gonna be like you know yeah yeah 10 11 12
2: wounds you're gonna half kill them yeah yeah yeah. and just Uh, that's the one that goes through so like if you get three through or something it's still strength nine gun well yeah if you get three through it's dead it's just dead with this one cp strat Right, exactly. Because you'll roll two of them and be like, okay, I'll get some amount of damage, and the last one will just be six.
1: (laughs) Exactly, right. All right, next up Veterans of the Long War, the former best, possibly best stratagem in the game. Yeah. You know, one CP plus one to wound, shooting or fight phase was. it, it propped up the whole freaking book for... Yeah, it kept that book alive well, three way longer years? than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <Three> yeah. years? <laughs> um, it's now two CP, and I'm, ex- I'm, I'm expecting pretty much the same thing. Use the strategy in the shooting phase or the fight phase, yep. whether Trades Astartes or Trades Astartes black Infantry, sorry, or Biker. You know, from your army, slated like to, to shoot or fight, to the end of the turn, um, end of the phase, sorry. Add one to the wound roll. So two CP rather than one CP. Still bloody amazing in this CP economy not an every turn thing anymore. Pick yeah, your moment, use it where it's going to count.
2: You'll use it to like turn the tide of the game if you need to.
1: Exactly right. It's well, also worth mentioning
2: that like some of the Legions don't have super crazy stratagems, so like this is like a good CP dump for them. Yeah. Uh, next up is Wrath of the Chosen. This is use the stratagem in the shooting or fight phase when a Terminator or chosen unit from your army is selected to shoot or fight. Till the end of the
1: phase, each time you make an attack, plus one to hit. Beautiful. Love to see it. Yep. Standard, basic Marine stuff. Um, right. Next up... Blasphemous Machines, 2-1-CP. Use a stratagem in your command phase. Select one um, Machine Spirit or Demon Engine model from your army that has a Wound characteristic of 10 or more. Gets to fight a full bracket, right? 2-CP yep. for Titanic, 1-CP everything else. Yeah, Pretty good. Deal. Happy they've got it. Happy they've got it, really. Yeah, really Demon good. Engines used to not have stratagems tied to them. Having
2: this specific one tied to them is actually really, really good. Oh, I agree. Totally yep. agree. Next up is Fell Prayers, uh, which is use a stratagem at the start of any phase other than your command phase any of your phases other than your command phase notably select a Traitor's Astartes priest from your army that has not chanted yet this turn this model can chant a prayer and it automatically succeeds until the start of your next command phase it's just the auto chant out of
1: yeah out of phase basically out of phase yeah you want to make sure you automatically get it off it's a key turn you know and you need to move to get him in within range yeah you've, you you've make got sure it. that it happens yep uh five frenzy one CP up next you discharge him in your opponent's shooting phase after an enemy unit has finished making its attacks Select one Trader Astartes Hellbrute model from your army that was hit by one or more of enemy units' attacks this phase, and which is next. Sorry, which is not within engagement range of any enemy units. The Hellbrute model can shoot as if it was your shooting phase, but when doing so, it can only choose. Sorry, can only target either the closest enemy unit or an enemy unit containing any models that targeted the Hellbrute, and only if that enemy unit is an eligible target. This is cute. I'm not sure how good Hellbrutes are. I, I think they suffer from the same. But they're okay at best. It's, yeah, the stratagem is fine. It's just not a it's thing you will commonly see. Well, so the issue is the Hellbrutes are struggling from one gun syndrome. Um, yeah. In in the game at the moment, where like you know you compare a Hellbrute to a Redemptor that has all gun, and yeah. they have one gun. All it's gun plus fist. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a thing. Everyone needs to have more gun now, and they just don't. Yeah, poor Hellbrutes. They're what they could have been poor box notes in general. Yeah, yeah, in general, right? Where's the
2: chaos redemptor, dude? Anyway, yeah. Um the great sorcerer is the next one, which is use the stratagem at the start of your psychic phase, select one traitor strat's zinch psyker for unit from your army, and then select one of the following. You can manifest an additional spell or you can attempt to perform a psychic action and then manifest one power. It's good. Fantastic. Yeah, yep, gr- fantastic. Great strat. Normally that's two separate strats, but taking up yep. one one strat in this book
1: the only time it was a suck is if you wanted to, you really need to do both of those things in return. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, exactly. ah, it's fine, Yeah, whatever. Just don't instead. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um next up we have our three generic um more warlord traits, uh, more relic stratagems, I believe, and then the aspiring lord, which is I believe is the one where you upgrade or is that, is that the double bullet
2: trait? Uh, aspiring Lord is uh, give a guy a wallet trait if he doesn't have it. Gifts of Chaos is give a guy a relic. Notably, you can use this twice on one guy, but one of them has to replace a weapon. Oh, okay. Um, and then Trophies of the Long War is give a whole litany of the relics to a sergeant.
1: Awesome. That's uh, really good. And, of course, we already know there are some very spicy Sergeant oh, out there, yeah. which will leave for part two. Yes. Um, next up is Contempt Over Caution, 1 slash 2 CP. Love that name. Use this strategy in your shooting phase. Select one Legion core unit from your army that is not within engagement range of any enemy units. Uh, then select one enemy unit to the end of that phase models in that legion unit can target that enemy unit even if that enemy is within engagement range of other friendly units provided the other friendly units are all legion units each time a model in that legion unit makes an attack against an enemy model you cannot re-roll the hit roll and on an unmodified hit roll of one, the attack scores a hit against one friendly legion unit of your choice within engagement range of the enemy unit. Instead, resolve any attacks against friendly units after resolving all that attacks that hit enemy units. If all the legion units are within engagement range of the enemy unit you selected, whether they were cultists, it costs one CP, otherwise it's two CP. So two CP to shoot the guys you care about, one CP to shoot the ones you don't care about. I like this. Correct. What do you think of this? Is this
2: going to get much use? Uh it might get occasional use. I don't know. There's like some spicy like mass cultist builds that are kind of hilarious. Um, so there's like a world where like I don't know, like there's not super great shooting in this book in general, like across the board. So like you probably won't be spending CP to shoot your like kind of mediocre shooting at enemies. You'll probably just be like, they're in melee, we'll handle it there.
1: Yeah. I mean the only time I can really think about it is um you use this instead of desperate breakout. You know, because you want to right, shoot, you just you murder, you murder some- those dudes. <laughs> yeah, if there's someone's rapping you and you you like, ah, I don't want to have to deal with that. I might as well kill you. Yeah, if someone rapping your cultists. Yeah, you're yeah just like bro, I don't I, care I'll if pay- they die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll pay two CP to not break them out and just deal more damage to you. It's yeah, fun. that makes sense. All right, so we have Unending
2: Destruction, which is use the stratagem in your shooting phase. Select a infantry unit from your army that is performing an action. They can shoot without failing. Pretty good. Sick. A bit expensive. Two CP. It's
1: a bit expensive. <laughs> yeah. In this economy. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I love is now saying. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Not in this economy. Not, not in, in this the, economy.
2: Not in the recession that we're currently <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if you have just need to put up a freaking banner and kill that flyer, you know? Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Um, Relentless Devastation, 1 CP. Uh, use this stratagem in your movement phase when the straightest start is infantry, excluding cultist unit from your army, makes a normal move or advances. If at the end of your shooting phase, provided that unit does not move again, it is considered to have remained stationary. So you can advance shoot shooters normal. That's yep. pretty nice. Yeah, you can. Well, the
2: main use for this is um, a lot of. There's gonna be a lot of advancing terminators in people's futures. So if you would also like to shoot with them, you can just spend a CP and do that. Yeah, it's fine. One CP, this is fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, we have Ritual Offerings, which is use the stratagem when an enemy unit is destroyed by a cultist unit from your army. Yeah. Until the, <laughs> until the end of the battle, the cultist unit automatically passes morale tests, and each time a cultist, a model on that cultist unit makes a melee attack, you get plus one to hit.
1: I just imagine them like cheering, like we did a thing. Yes. Oh yeah, they're and super being excited, so, so full of joy. I don't yeah. know about you, but I have. I think there is a a uh, two thousand point chaos pure purely chaos cultist list. In my future, you could get
2: pretty close. You would need to take like weird, random things to have the core count to do it, but you could well, definitely I'm thinking, get
1: there. I'm thinking of just taking a fatty, stupid Lord of War to fill it out. Like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, just take one fat Lord of War and like 1,500 points of rabble, cultist, yeah, just nonsense. I, I love the idea of I love the idea of that. All right, yeah. Scorn of Sorcery is up next. One CP. you Use Stratagem in your opponent's Psychic phase after a Psychic test is passed for an enemy Psychic unit after any deny the wish takes are uh, taken. If the enemy psychic is within twenty four of any Traders to start his core units from your army, roll one D6 on a four plus it is denied. So that is pretty good that you get to you get to roll the deny first and yep. then try and turn it off. And I love that G is switching to this as being the the expectation of stratagems with this ilk now. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's super good. This being cornlocked is less limiting than it seems in a world where people are going to be big fans of a single man that has all four marks. So, yes, yes, this will be you will see this a lot, whether you play CSM or not.
1: (laughs) Had this used against me on the weekend. Yeah. To deny a pretty Kisaki power, which was annoying. Yeah, very irritating. Came up. Alright, next
2: up we have Shroud of Flies, which is use the stratagem at the start of your opponent's shooting phase. Select a Trader studies Nurgle unit from your army till the end of the phase, and each time an enemy model, oh, it's model by model, that's rough, uh, shoots if that Nurgle unit is not the closest eligible target or within 12 inches of that model, then until the shooting is resolved, that cannot target that Nurgle unit. Oh, that's a word salad. If that Nurgle unit has the monster, vehicle, terminator, or biker keyword, the stratagem costs three CP. Otherwise, it costs two.
1: I I worry that this is just not a thing in the in this economy. There's, there's too um, many T's and C's on this one. Way too many T's and C's. It's the, just like this yeah. This sounds like one, a cow stratagem. <laughs> yeah, turn turn one, sure. But this, uh, the, the, I don't know. Too many I things. I what can't unit get with are you gonna use it on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's worth using it on. You can make all your stuff so hard to kill already that yeah. I just like whatever. Yeah, possessed can't um, have Nurgle, so like yes, not that. Yes, exactly. Terminators so, it's what, three CP. Like, and what, why are you trying to protect your Terminators? You should already have them being like. Yeah, they're basically the immortal. Yeah. yeah, and what's go- so? What's going to be more immortal than your Terminators that you get to put in front of your Terminators is what I'm trying to figure out. Right. You don't. You can, there's, there's, yeah. Chosen. I mean, if you're running chosen heavy, you can make your Terminator screen your chosen. But I don't know. It just like, seems like awfully specific at that point. And it's a lot of CP to protect. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying. Too, ma- too many things. Pheno- phenomena. One CP. Use your strategy at the start of the morale phase. Select one enemy unit within twelve of a traitorous start is chaos undivided unit from your army word salad indeed yep. until the end of the phase your opponent cannot select that unit for the insane bravery stratagem and cannot use any rules that will allow them to re-roll morale tests taken for that unit if that unit fails a morale test any action you're just performing automatically fails uh, I mean Night Lords are happy about this but everyone else is like eh uh, uh, yeah, even then whatever. it's a bit roundabout <laughs> yeah I mean Night Lords are just like ha you can't auto pass flee damn it yeah. make my rules matter yes that's true <laughs> Yeah, the oh, yeah. night
2: lords. The night lords are the legion it. that would have been the best if we had a real amount of CP. Well, exactly right. Their strats are really good. Their strats their are really good. Their warlord traits are really good. Their relics and are really good. Like they just don't have a core rule. They, just they don't, don't have a chapter yeah, rule. Yeah, their, their legion rules are real bad. The worst. Yeah. Tide of Traders up next. This is a, uh, a Chaos community favorite, and it is very different now. Use the stratagem in your command phase. Select one cultist mob unit from your army that is either within six inches of a battlefield edge or within six inches of your deployment zone. Up to D3 plus three destroyed models can be added back to the unit. These returned models cannot be set up within engagement range of any enemy units unless those units are already in engagement range of the cultist mob unit.
1: I like this a lot. It's not as good as it was. I think I actually like it better. (laughs) I think I I was about to say I like it better for different reasons. It's a way more janky, T- taking objectives away from people, like at the start of the command phase, regrow back onto stuff. You Dude, know, pull it's down banners. super annoying to
2: deal with this. Like, really especially annoying. like they can you can like kill them out of line of sight and then not be able to shoot yeah. them, and then they just
1: regrow yep. back in a line of sight. And you're like, min, it's it's a min four, so you can pretty much be like, well, I'm just going to kill myself to eight inches away, regrow four guys. Yep, you can ooh, pretty ooh, much ooh. grow back. <laughs> you can pretty much regrow about eight inches with D three. What minimum four? Um, I think this is really good. Six inches of um. Battlefield edge or your deployment zone. Most objectives are, like, within that. (laughs) Yeah, well, it doesn't say wholly within, right? So you can have one dude of your big blob, you know, just within six, and then the rest of them just trail away. It's actually easy, really easy to jank, and very powerful, I think. Yep, I agree. All right, excessive cruelty, 2 CP. Use a stratagem when an enemy unit within engagement range of a Traitor's Astaris Slanesh unit from your army falls back. After that enemy has finished that move, select one Astarius Slanesh unit from your army that the enemy unit was engaged engagement range of when this stratagem was used, the Sileshi unit can either consolidate up to three, or if it is no longer within engagement range of any enemy units, it can't shoot as if it was your shooting phase. If the selected Sileshi unit shoots, it can only target the enemy unit that fell back. Um, two C P is a bit rich for this. I mean, uh, Noise Marines are pretty good at this. Yeah,
2: um, the only time you would use this is if you're like... Essentially, soft gotching your opponent. Like I guess you would tell them yeah. about this before the game. But if someone yeah. falls back and doesn't get outside of three of you, or they can't for some reason, then it's pretty
1: good. Then you nab them. Um. Yeah. Unless you're like noise marines or yeah. I don't know what the sh- I don't know what the shooting unit is that's gonna that's pretty gun much them down on the flea <laughs> Although if you had just a bunch of bulk guns and it was harlequins, so maybe you go for it. Like yeah, because just. Harlequins are annoying and forget Just getting mass. charged by and, them again. Well, yeah, if you kill if you kill like three of them and that means they don't go and kill Abby or some crap, like it's probably worth yeah, it. Yeah, super worth it. Uh, <clears throat> All right. Next up, we have Vicious Descent. Uh, use this
2: one to aid traders to start each jump pack unit from your army, finishes a charge. Select an enemy unit within engagement range of that jump pack unit. Roll a d6 for each model in the jump pack unit that is within engagement range of that enemy unit. For each result that equals or exceeds the enemy's toughness characteristic, that enemy unit suffers a mortal wound. This Hammer has no wrath. limit. Does Hammer of Wrath not have a limit? Have I just never even considered um, that because I, I, I don't hit it?
1: I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I've never I've never hit more than like three mortals on Hammer of Wrath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, I play like one of the chapters that doesn't have jump packs. So,
2: yeah. Uh, I just never even thought about it until just yeah. now when I read it and was like, oh, there's no upper limit there. That's strange. I mean, because you can only have 10 guys in the squad, right? Yeah, but if you charge Harlequins and you're rolling three ups, that could definitely be more than
1: six. Yeah. Yeah, it could be more than six, that's true. So this can this has had pretty big upsides in some situations, but then you charge two nid warriors, and you're like, if I get two, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's five ups then, right? Uh, On ten dice, yeah. that could be okay. On ten dice. But yeah, exactly yeah. right. If you get two, you're happy. Three yeah. three's what you're aiming for. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh All right, uh, Warp Ball and Foresight. Well, actually, so this is actually a big deal, right? The the previous one, because I think Raptors and Warp Talons are units you will see. Like, yeah, they'll I be a, they'll be around, and they're good getting a, around wound gated stuff. Yeah, a one of or a two of of those in a list, I think, is perfectly
2: reasonable. Yeah, hundred percent. I love the speedy units. You actually kind of you need something that can just like zip over somewhere and be yeah. like, all right, I did it.
1: All right, Warp-Born foresight two CP. Use strategy at the end of the reinforcement steps of your opponent's movement phase. Select one Stratus starting Zench unit from your army that is not within engagement range of any enemy units. Then select one enemy unit that within twelve of that unit that was set up with reinforcements this turn. You can shoot as if you were shooting phase, but if you do so, you have to target one and only one enemy unit that arrived from reserve. Yeah. Um, so two CP. It is all spec scan for zinch units. I don't know if zinch is where I want to be marks wise, but we'll unpack that in the next section. How do yeah. you feel about this, brother? Uh, it's like awkward keyword locked all spec scan. That's how I read yeah. this. <laughs> like- and th- and like we said, one of the one of the the holes in this. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't lack for jank. Doesn't lack for speed or hitting power or staying power, but it lacks for ranged threats. What's yeah, the, the shooting unit yeah, that is is overwatching right here?
2: Yeah, think? it's going to be um, Havocs, Terminators, Rubric Marines. Well, it doesn't
1: say. It doesn't say infantry, right? It, it yeah. says Trader's to start is Zinch unit, so it could be a Forge Fiend, could be a. Oh, sorry, you can't, you can't mark, mark them. them. Can't mark them. Damn it. You, it could be a Disco with the flamer. That's actually kind of <clears throat> hilarious. That is pretty funny. And then what people, someone tries deep strike five like scions to get Rod, and you're like, nah, bro, no burn. <laughs> yeah, two CP, two CP to stop them getting four points. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, I've spent more CP to
2: stop less points in the past. Same. Yeah, dude. <laughs> same. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Next up is Winds of the Warp. Use this in the opponent shooting phase when a biker or jump pack unit from your army that advanced in your previous. Movement phaser was set up on the battlefield during the reinforcement step of your previous moon phase is selected as the target of an attack uh, minus one to hit beautiful yeah. yeah it's fine nothing wrong nothing
1: wrong with this this is fine perfectly okay <laughs> <laughs> all right next up demon shells one CP. Use the stratagem in your shooting phase when a traitor's status unit from your army uh, is selected to shoot until the end of that phase. Add six to the range characteristic of all bolt weapons models in that unit are equipped with. Each time a model in this unit makes a ranged attack with a bolt weapon, improve the AP characteristic of that attack by one. This one is really good. <laughs> this is actually very good. I yeah. expected it to be the the silliness we had previously, but yeah, down the old two, nonsense two, two <laughs> D three rather than one D three mortal wounds or some crap. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this is actually really good.
2: Yeah, so this turns your uh Terminator shooting into like legitimate threat against threat, a yeah. bunch of stuff that doesn't have armor of contempt
1: anyway. Yep. Well it's four shots each at thirty inch range with rend one now.
2: Yeah. So yeah, with they, you know, yeah, forty shots for a ten man. That that puts a dent in things, uh especially you know, between some of the different things you can get you'll have like you can have rerolls to wound and such notably this works on like rubric marines and so they would be 30 inch range ap3 bolters oh, uh with that's the, actually really good. you can put the zinch like flag on them so they'd be ap4
1: which is like yeah. very high oh, ap wow. for a bolter yeah, round yeah <laughs> well that, it'd work on the it'd work on their soul cannons as well oh, No, i wouldn't work on the rapers so bolt, bolt weapons only bolt weapons, um, yeah. yeah this is this is this is nice yeah, it's cute yeah yeah yeah, I like it a lot for 1 CP. I think it's great. Yeah.
2: Next up we have Infernal Engine. Uh, this is 2 or 1 CP. This is use the stratagem in your opponent's shooting phase or the fight phase, or the fight phase like at all, either turn. When a Trader's Demon Demon Engine model from your army is selected as the target of an attack till the end of the phase, each time an attack is allocated to that model, subtract 1 from the damage characteristic. Huge. Yeah, it's two CP if you're Titanic, one CP otherwise. This is
1: nuts. (laughs) If you're going down this build route, I played against this I played against the the, um freaking Lord of Skulls on the weekend. Yep. And this literally kept him alive for a whole turn further than he could than he would have otherwise. Oh yeah. And then he acts on Um, full bracket. Oh, well he, well, he doesn't even need to because he gets better in combat. Oh, yeah, you don't down. even want him to. He's just like, well, I wasn't going to shoot you dead anyway. So he just, yeah. you know, Ruffle Stomps Whee! in and off we go. Yeah. Uh, really, really important. Also, uh, really good on discos uh, once again because you can put a bunch of, of oh, um, yeah, other like, damage on modifiers on, yeah, on Disco Lords. Might be a way for making a Mauler Fiend okay, like a single Mauler Fiend. Um, Well, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like
2: it starts to add up and it's like, oh, oh, this is going to be just annoying enough to kill. And then when a Mollerphine, like legitimately when a Mollerphine connects now, it beats you senseless.
1: It slaps, man. Yeah. Yeah, It slaps. Yeah. Really good. All right. Sky Shrike Missile 1CP. You just strat in the shooting phase when the Tracer Stardust infantry model from your army targets an aircraft with a missile launcher. The model can make one attack with this weapon, but when resolving that attack, add one to the attack's hit roll. If a hit is scored, the target suffers 2d3 mortal wounds and at attack sequence ends. There's that strat I thought we were getting. <laughs> <Yeah, it's always, laughs> there's always a whack one in there somewhere. Literally just called it. Well, if you know you've got your Havocs, do all Havocs have to have the same weapon? Or nope. can you take one you missile take with You take one all... dude with a missile launcher. <laughs> with the rest with LAS cannons, and that one LAS cannon gets six auto-six damage, and then the missile does 2d3 mortal wounds. Yeah, yeah. No, it only and... costs you 2cp. <laughs> Two CP to you know possibly just instant kill a flyer. Yes. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad.
2: In this economy, Adam. How dare In you? This, I know. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> trying. I'm trying. Trying <laughs> yeah. for it. He's reaching. Right, what's the next? Last the, one.
2: Last one up is smokescreen. Uh, this is the standard pick a trader's smoke smokescreen unit from your army. Minus one be hit until the end of the
1: phase. Easy. As seeing as I think rhinos are, are quite a lot more important for chaos space marines than they are for regular marines. Um, you might say one or two well, they're also just like a fairly
2: reasonable unit now that they have armor of contempt as opposed to before when they were like Spot actual on. garbage legit garbage
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. so the, of the strats what of your hot takes man it's not an extensive like there aren't there aren't many build arounds. There's more quality of life stuff. Like, yeah, there's um, a bunch
2: of like random little good ones. Most of the stuff that you're going to build your army around are in the essentially giant supplement. Yeah, exactly. that every legion yeah, got yeah, exactly. like right before this. Yes. Um, but there's some good ones in here. Like the minus one damage for uh, demon engines is really good. They have a lot yeah. of like good general use stratagems. Right. Like. Exactly. Uh, I haven't been playing with a lot of these a ton because I'm playing Emperor's Children and their strifes. Their strats make sure. strife blush. Um, well,
1: you. Your budgeting every turn is a um honor the prince. You're yeah. Cool, and you've got you have it like yeah. so there's six out of the eight you get in the entire game. It's yep. just going straight to Honor the Prince. Yep. Yeah.
2: At least. Um, so yeah, it so I end up not using a, t- a super ton of these when I play, but like the bolter one is good on like a terminator unit. The remain stationary one is good when you're honoring the prince because it makes you remain stationary on your eleven inch yep. move terminators. Um yeah, there's a couple of good ones like that really yep. there's nothing that like super stick out they don't really have anything particularly unique this reads like a greatest hits of ninth stratagems it
1: it, it, i was about to say it it reads like yeah a a compilation of a bunch of the the mediocre ones from others all slacked together to be an actually decent toolbox yeah yeah exactly Um, all right, jumping down to the marks of chaos, you want to unpack these for us? Give us the TLDR and how they work. Oh man, they went for like maximum confusion on this. All right, so oh, just explaining like what the marks are and how yeah. they function differently oh. now. You don't need to break down all, all, all the marks are yet. Okay, cool. So they the way
2: marks work now is that if you have a unit that has the chaos undivided keyword, uh sorry, start from the beginning. If your army's battle forge and you include chaos space marine detachments, have to have that first, because I've seen a million jank chaos lists. Uh you can upgrade any chaos undivided core or chaos undivided character unit from your army to have a mark of chaos. Um additionally, every demon prince model has to have a mark of chaos. So they all cost the same amount of points, 15. There's a little like sub thing on the side where Emperor's children have to have the Mark of Sundash if they're core or character.
1: And this is ju- that's just to tide you over until hopefully looking straight up right now, the J Dub. Lords bless us with a codex for Emperor's Children because we know there's a world. There's a world. It is one coming in the pipe. We already have you know the other two as well.
2: Yeah, one can only hope, man. I they are my favorite thing in the game. So if they got their own book, I would be ecstatic. So each time you upgrade a unit, it loses the Chaos Undivided keyword. It gains the Mark of Chaos keyword. Additionally, so you gain a new a new faction keyword, which would be you know Slanesh Nurgle, Corn, etc. Um, yep. When you do that, if you're a priest or a Psyker, you get a power and a prayer or a prayer for free. Uh, obviously, Psykers cannot have the Mark of Corn because he hates them, mm-hmm. um, and you cannot be upgraded more than once. Um, they All all the Corn Berserker, Rubric Marines, Plague Marines, and all Emperor's Children units all have a mark kind of inbuilt.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. Uh,
2: you want to take it away and tell us about the Mark of Corn? Sure. Uh, the Mark of Corn is each time a model in this unit makes a melee attack if it Made a charge move, was charged or heroic, it gets plus one strength. And if you've given the unit
1: an icon, they get an additional AP in melee. Mm, so there's a two tier thing here. So you just the mark just gives you a thing, yep. and then if you pay, I think it's the extra ten points for an icon. Five for icons usually. Five points, beautiful, beautiful. You get you get another bonus as well. Yep. Um. And usually, you if you if you're paying for the mark and you can take the icon, you probably should. Like most of the time, the icon bonus is actually pretty good.
2: Yeah, the icon bonuses across the board are strong, like real yeah. strong. The you run into some issues where, like, core units that can be marked can't take icons, and then there are yes. units that can't yeah. be marked can, and it gets, like, a little confusing. But yes, if you but can, yeah. you should almost, like, across the
1: board. Uh, plus one AP, uh, it's just so big at the moment that it oh, yeah. Like, just, you're just playing 20 points with the marker corn. You're not paying 15. Yeah. you yeah. got to get that icon. Um, Mark of Nurgle, all right, here we go, here we go. Let's, oh, crack your uh, knuckles, Adam. Get in. Yeah, each, each time an attack is made against this unit, if the strength characteristic of that attack either equals or is at least double the toughest characteristic of the unit, subtract one from the attack's wound roll. And then the icon, whilst this unit has the icon keyword, each time model in this unit makes a ranged attack and a modified hit roll of six automatically wounds the target. We, this is this is the only weak, weak um, icon to my mind. Yeah, because um, again, because the army's not good at shooting. Not a not a great shooting army. Yeah. Um it's not, it's not awful. Like it's not awful. I have been making bolters that explode on sixes, auto wound on sixes as well, and then you know, roll for more stuff. Oh yeah. Pretty good. Pretty wacky. Pretty with good. Pseudo Yeah, but It's just it's the wrong metaphor. 100 percent wrong metaphor. Like yeah. with with armory tank being so strong. All right, so the way to explain this mark, all right, all right. If you would wound on fours against this unit, you wound on fives. If you would wound on twos, you wound on threes. If you would wound on threes, you wound on threes. Is that correct? That works in every scenario, Except, unless the opponent has plus one to wound. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry. So, breaking it down, if you are the same strength as their toughness, you are minus one to wound. If yep. you are double their toughness, you are minus one to wound. Those are the only caveats that apply. If you are in the middle band, so um, if you are, say, shooting something toughness five and you're strength six, no, no modifiers apply essentially as from strength six to strength nine you just wound on threes as soon as you get to strength 10 you're back to threes if you are hitting them with strength five versus toughness five you are to fives so it's really amazingly good against stuff that is the same toughness the same strength as you that's where it's at its most premium on the percentage of how much it impacts the output Yep. Um. Apart from that, when you go above that, well, you have Transhuman if you want to cap all the threes back down to fours yep. at any point. So you actually have a really cool little bit of jank here where if you're willing to spend the CP, you're better than other armies that just have Transhuman. Alright, your your hot takes time. Oh man, they could have
2: done this a million ways and they chose Maximum Confusion. Honestly, uh, is, I don't even... The, oh
1: my, it's the dumbest crap I've ever seen, the yeah. way they worded this.
2: I don't, like, they... Honest to God, they could have just made this minus one to wound, and I don't think it would have been too strong, because I don't think, broadly, the stuff that's Mark and Urgle is too crazy. They do have the best demon weapon, though. Um, they do, yeah. But, like, even still, like, j-
1: why? <laughs> why? Why does it have to be like this? You yeah. Could, yeah. Because, they, you know what? They should have just done minus one strength. To sure. offensive profiles to when incoming they're attacking. attacks. Them. Just make it the Shadow stratagem all the exactly. time. Exactly. Sure. Minus one strength. Job done. No yeah. confusion. Easy as pie. It's exactly the same for when you're, when you're shooting them or, or fighting him with the same strength, which yeah. is where this is going to apply yeah. the yeah, most. Exactly. Where, yeah, which is, is going to apply 90% of the time. Like, yeah, it's, sorry, it's just stupid. <laughs> all right. Markov's of Zinch, all yours. Mark of Zinch is once per turn, the first time
2: a saving throw is failed for this unit, the damage characteristic of that attack is changed to zero. And if this unit has an icon, improve the characteristic, the AP characteristic of shooting attacks by one. That's, uh, that's, that's big. This that's one's big. really good, but gameable. So because it's the first failed save per turn, they can light you up with dumb stuff, and you can't be like, I'm not going to use it here, because...
1: Literally, it just, it's just the first one. Literally, saw it done to Abby on the weekend. So, uh, shot, him, shot him with immortals, with Tesla, until he rolled a one. And then yeah. here, here comes the Minyus. You know, bang, Take yeah, three exa- off. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yep. Uh, I still think this is good though. Like, especially oh, like yeah, so you, super good. It's not so bad. I was just saying it's gameable. If you wanted to make shooty terminators, this is a way to make rent two terminators. This plus so terminators take this, take an icon. So they're the AP one, P one CP. They got AP two on their bolters, and then yeah, you, you can, can do plus a one uh, to wound, like no,
2: cosplay, or a scarab. Yeah, cosplay. cosplay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> true. All right, Marcus Sladesh. If the unit starts a fight phase with engagement range of any enemy units, it fights first that phase. If the unit has the icon, each time model in that unit makes a melee attack, add one to the attack's hit roll. So plus one to hit in combat.
2: This um, one is
1: amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just see fights first army double down maybe you were on here, and you said very cleverly that small amounts of fights first really matter. Army-wide fights first is oppressive. Oh yeah, yep, I one hundred percent believe that to be the case. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It makes it's the thing yeah. that makes Emperor's Children go. Yeah, you get into the
2: fight phase with Emperor's Children, and then like a labyrinth unfolds on the table, and like all choices
1: are bad choices. Where would well, you like ju- to begin? Yeah, it literally <laughs> just it literally just means like if you are fighting empress children and mass and it's your fight phase they fight you first <laughs> yeah yeah it's their fight phase like look <laughs> at me i'm the captain now yeah. you thought it was your turn <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right of the marks i think they're all takeable i think the zinch one to my mind makes the least impact in the game having a having one unit that ignores one save is not a big deal having that on a character is is, is a lot more palatable to me especially when it unlocks yeah. the cool you know great sorcerer, great sorcerer strat. stratagems yeah Yep. Uh, Mark of Nurgle seems to be a little iffy on my mind, but it's uh, only because it's very confusing to quantify what it does for you. I mean, against Hail of Doom, it's actually sick a lot of the time. Against Hail of Doom. Oh, wait. Sorry. Wrong, no. wrong profile. I was, I was like, thinking wait, they're, they're strength five. They're all strength yeah. six. So yeah, yeah, never mind. Doesn't, yeah, that, do, doesn't do a damn thing. Yeah, a, zero. they're strength
2: six, and B, they Z- don't
1: roll to wound against you. <laughs> zero. That's true. Exactly right. <laughs> Who's got all the mass strength five? It's not. Ah, uh, never mind. Yeah, someone. It was all the Burst Cannons, sorry. Oh, that's burst it. Yeah, against towers. Oh, yeah, good. yeah. And the SMS and all that stuff. Against Tau, it's fine. Because you can have a lot of Toughness 5 stuff. Actually, against it's just Tau, like, it's super good. because really Because you're yeah.
2: often T4, and a lot of their stuff is Strength 4 or 8. Yes. So against exactly that, right. it's actually really good. It's all right. Phenomenal. We, we did it. We works found, against, found a use We
1: <laughs> worse against the cyclics, worse against a lot of the plasma. Some a lot of the time. Yeah, I think it's fine there. Um, all right, on to the relics, my dude. Anything we need to unpack here? There's a caveat about demon weapons. Each time the bear is selected to fight, roll 2d6. If the result is less than or equal to the bear's leadership characteristic, it can fight as normal. Otherwise, it must select one of the following. So for d3 mortal wounds and fight normally... Or until the fight is resolved, the bearer cannot make any attacks with any demon weapons it is equipped with. So take D3 mortal wounds and attack as normal, or choose to not use that weapon. Um, is that a big deal? I don't feel
2: like it's a big deal. Uh, it's way better than what used to happen, which is if you overran your leadership, you took mortals and couldn't use it. And couldn't so, use it. yeah, that, that sucked, by the way. <laughs> if that ever happened to you <laughs> at an important moment in ninth, after you couldn't CP reroll it anymore, yep. it was the nightmare. Uh, the other important caveat here is that your Lord discordant's bladed limbs and tail, like the Mount weapons can't be replaced with a demon weapon. Um, I
1: one one. So I want to backtrack for a second on the, on the marks. Yeah. Um, why isn't there a mark of chaos undivided? Why?
2: Uh, why isn't there?
1: That's a great in the, question. In the fluff, that is a thing and has been a thing for time immemorial in our, in our lore in our Canon. Yeah. Why is it so restrictive here? The renegade knight's book has marks of undivided. You know? Yeah. Pantheon <laughs> undivided, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Pack of the Dark Master all that stuff yeah um, the best ones the (laughs) the best ones yeah why is this one not have any undivided options Ah. it seems weird to me that a demon prince especially has to have a mark and none of those marks are undivided Strictly speaking, Adam, in the
2: lore, a demon prince cannot ascend to being a demon prince without the favor of one of the gods in particular. The only one then, that's ever done that is Belacor.
1: Then, I was about to say, then what is Belacor, right? Yeah,
2: the only one that's ever done it is Belacor. <laughs> yeah. So and um, I don't think he has the 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 admin permissions to make new demon princes. <laughs> I think he's locked out of that he's, system.
1: He's still a request pending. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> like when you go to install something on your computer, he's still looking to get the, the right uh, level of
1: power <laughs> clearance. Yeah. Uh, that is fair. And yet, it seems weird that um, word bearers, like their whole their, their whole shtick, is that they are they worship the whole pantheon. Like equally. yes, all of them. Um, yep. And yet, they don't have any way to represent that. They have to be dedicated one way or another. Yeah, it's um, weird.
2: You actually lose keywords when you don't take marks. Like you lose the mark yeah.
1: mark of uh, chaos keyword. Exactly. It's it seems weird. That seems like a strange one. I just feel like there should be like a ten point option. Uh if, if they want if they want to make it just a, a bygone bygone, you know, not non impactful, just make a ten point option. Hey, even if for, it was just like ignore combat attrition or something stupid. Yeah, something like, crap like that. Yeah. Just give us yeah, just give us a little bit of fan service there would have been lovely. Anyway, yeah. take us away with the first relic. All right. The first relic is oh, these are gonna be
2: difficult to say and that's why you gave me this one. Emily. I see you,
1: Adam. <laughs>
2: All right, this is Oolaka, the black. Uh, this is a you chaos divided model <laughs> only. Yeah, I got there. Figured it out. Uh divided Undivided model only, so which means you have no mark as we just discussed. Select a melee weapon that the bearer is equipped with. The relic is now a the weapon is now a relic and has the demon weapon ability. See above. Each time an attack is made with the demon weapon, if that attack successfully wounds, the target's always a mortal wound in addition to any normal damage. So it's Love like a it. half a Reaper of Blitter X. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty good, man. You can get a lot of attacks. Yeah, a bunch of I mean well, there's
1: exploding sixes too in a couple yeah. of places, so you can get real off the wall with this. Hmm. Well, this would this would affect. Oh, ah, yeah. so no, it has to replace a a single weapon. So you just couldn't, this couldn't. This isn't the package deal with the um the Lord Disco that does all the mortals, Is what I was thought. You, it, was, it totally could be. It could be for sure. But yeah, then only replaces just, one of his weapons.
2: Yeah, it would replace his. But you would use it on like the six attack thing. Exactly. I don't know. You that can get pretty out of hand actually with flames of Spite.
1: That could get rather crazy. <laughs> could be spicy. Yeah. Next up is Zarl the Wrathful. Uh, corn model only. Select one melee weapon of course and now relic gets demon weapon ability each time the bear makes an attack with the weapon add d3 to the damage characteristic of that attack this is kind of nuts it is hilarious on a demon prince's sword yeah which what what's the, what's the damage become then d3 plus three d3 plus three yeah d3 plus three nice my man just smacking you with a dark lance yeah um i'm trusting that when we get to the ones that can be taken on champions you'll point them out to us
2: yes as we go i'll try and yeah. remember um, um yeah, this is this is hilarious. This is good. Yep, that one's awesome. As as it should be. It's the corn demon weapon. You should be terrified of that thing. Um, next up is Gahalax the Decayed, which is same caveat is all of them it's a relic and a demon weapon each time so this one i think is the best one Uh, each time an attack is made with this demon weapon if a hit is scored that attack automatically wounds and the enemy model cannot use any rules to ignore the wounds they lose so no feel no pain no damage gate and he auto wounds
1: when he hits this one is awesome there are so many ones that will give you a it automatically wounds on two plus plus but doesn't work against vehicles and monsters or works against vehicles and monsters, doesn't work against infantry. This is everybody, no matter what you are, how big, small, wide, short, whatever. If I hit you, you're wounded and you can't ignore... The wounds they lose. So, what does this cover? Have, have we got a definitive word on whether this covers more um, feel no pains and wound gating so, and yeah, damage this modifiers? The stops feel no pains. The stops wound gating. It does
2: not stop damage modifiers because they're not ignoring the wounds they're taking. They're yeah. reducing the characteristic of the damage of your weapon. But this, as an example, runs straight through. You know, Gaz, Satan, Abaddon, yep. as well as anything with a feel no pain. So,
1: very, 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 very dangerous. You should strongly consider this in the mirror match. Um, if yeah. the mirror match is if a thing have, in your meta, pfft, yeah, yeah. If you have access invest. to the Mark
2: of at all in your Legion, this should be like a thing you take instantly. I'll talk about and the exact like, build in part two.
1: Push Abby. Please push Abby in. Come yeah, on. Go ahead. Come on. I dare you. Um, all right. Quoak, the Boundless. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Zench model only. The previous one was the Noga one, like we said. Yeah. Um, of course, same caveats. Comes a Dean weapon, Replace it, becomes a relic. Each time an attack is made with this weapon, uh, so each time attacking with a weapon allocated to an enemy model, invulnerable saving throws cannot be made against that attack. Just seems like a worse version of the previous one, yeah. Uh, I mean, no invulns is pretty hot. It's good. Like, it's yeah. good. Where's uh, who's got the highest rend? What's the highest rend weapon? Like, is it the fist? I mean, can, is it chain fist? Is I it- mean, you can what? go
2: three or four. Like the Disco's chain glaive is three. The demon, the demon prince's sword is three. Like, I the way I see this actually is because I'm biased from having played them for so long. Like, this is the elf slayer.
1: Like, oh yeah. Yeah, you know, like harlequins the are
2: not pleased when you ignore their impulse.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can just put. Oh man, you can just put that on a freaking lightning claw. You know, stuff yeah, it. Yeah, whoever like take it.
2: Shred. Pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the last one is Tharos and Real, They're rapacious. This is slanesh model with two or more melee weapons only. Select two melee weapons that the bearer is equipped with. Those weapons are both now relics and demon weapons. You still only count as being equipped with one relic. Each time the bearer is selected to fight, it makes an, a D3, an additional D three attacks for each of these demon weapons, which are rolled separately. So two D three extra attacks. That yeah, seems with each profile legit. So, the what originally looked like the best use case for this actually doesn't work because of that earlier caveat where you can't do it on the Disco's bladed limbs, which is his yeah. next best weapon. Um, but where this is awesome is on a Demon Prince
1: because it works on his claw and his sword. Oh, true. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Ooh, 2d3 extra attacks with the sword. So, 1d3 one, one d3 extra attacks with the sword. Sword and then spice. another d3
2: with the claw. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it adds up yeah. to a
1: lot of attacks. It's a lot. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Um, so, that was all of the Demon weapons. Now, we're into the rest Next up is the Inferno Tome. Yep. Inferno Tome. Um I expected to say Infernal. I just read that out just yep. on habit. Um <laughs> priest model only. The relic can be given to a co- can can be given to a cultist model. Um yep. the bearer knows one additional prayer um in its prayers to the dark gods or its litany's canicles. Each time that bearer makes a prayer, if it is heard, the closest enemy unit within eighteen of visible to the bearer suffers a smite. Yeah, just I like lap. that a lot. Bam. I like that a lot. Two D three mortal wounds just as a cherry on top. Yeah. Freaking awesome. It would just be D3. They only have one chant. Oh, true. So you it's kind of lose. an additional, not chance an additional. Chance an additional. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. It's
2: still good. Yep. The next up is the gor- Gorge... I don't even actually yeah. know how to pronounce gorgeous. that word. I've only ever read that word um, <laughs> gor- Gorget. Gorge of eternal hate. No, it's um, i don't know let's get, we're gonna do the french pronunciation now no,
1: i was just messing with you <laughs> yeah uh
2: adds one to the armor saving throw for the bear the bear has a four up vulnerable save the first time the the that's such a funny caveat the first time the bear is destroyed before removing it from play roll a d6 for each enemy unit within three on a two through five they suffer d3 mortal wounds on a six the enemy suffers three mortal wounds
1: Okay, the first time it's destroyed. So they're, they're like, just in case, yeah, you, you have found a way, you've yeah. got a thingy thing that makes them come back see agains, yeah. you can't do it twice. Yeah, you only um, get this one. Is, this is pretty cool, though.
2: Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, this is really annoying on a disco. It gives him a one-up save.
1: Yes. It gives it, well, yeah, Having a one-up save with Armour of Contempt is real annoying, as it turns out. Yeah, it turns out. Uh, Black Rune of Damnation. This oh, relic can be given to a cultist <laughs> model. Each time an attack is made against the bearer's unit, subtract one from the actual wound roll. The bearer has a following ability: Black Rune of Damnation Aura. While an enemy psychic unit is within eighteen of the bearer, each time a psychic test is taken for that unit, it suffers a peril of the Warp on any roll of a double. Uh, this is almost auto-take territory because to... this can be given to a sergeant, right? Yeah, I was gonna say I have to ring my little bell that tells you this can go on a sergeant. Yeah. Oh man, this is spicy uh so this is one part of a combination that makes for ultra ultra durable terminators right yep yeah so terminators like in general kind of like air quotes
2: suffer from being t4 right like that's yeah. like kind of an yep. easy to wound profile broadly um because everything in the game like is like oh i can wound marines on twos yay um <laughs> but now it's at best threes which really puts a huge like it literally doubles your failure rate right um, and that's a huge deal when you're trying to when you're taking something that through a combination of other buffs is like tranship rolls can be wound roll turning off and feel no pains and all this other stuff. So being able to reduce their likeliness to wound you is big. And also that aura is hilarious against psychers. It's actually trolley. Eighteen inch, yeah, it's very trolly. It's so wide, like <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. So um, what were you gonna say?
1: No, sorry. Oh, I okay. think it's phenomenal. I think this is bordering an auto take straight up. Yeah, every list I build starts
2: with 10 Terminators with this. It's not even a thing. Yep. <laughs> so next up is the Mantle of Traitors, which is actually one of my... is probably my favorite generic relic to actually put on a character. Once per battle, when the bear is selected for an epic deed stratagem, it costs 0 CP. Every time you make a melee attack, you can reroll the hit roll. And at the start of your command phase, select a Legion core unit from your army that is on the battlefield at all. Until the start of your next command phase, that unit is in the range of any auras and any... That is in range of any of the aura abilities the bearer has, either Lord of Chaos, Aspire to Glory, or Demagogue, which are real ones to hit, real wants to wound, or the leadership buff.
1: Real freaking good. Yeah, um, super good. Wow. Yeah, so one to two CP refund, which is so good in this economy. That's and right. And then four rolls to hit in addition, then just, oh cool, you're just giving out. Just just one unit on the table just gets your buffs. Yeah, dude, I take this on my disco and that last bullet point doesn't even work on him. <laughs> it does doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's still good enough. Um because yep. yeah, you're always gonna want to pump some CP into that guy, so always getting the value there. Totally fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there's no there's no other way to give him reels to hit, is there? Unless it's the um uh, you'd have to take a trait <laughs> version. Um all right, blade of the relentless model with a power sword, demon blade, or a cursed weapon only. This really replaces said weapons um yep. <laughs> it has, it's it's merely strength plus one neg for two damage each time the bear fights it can make one additional attack with this weapon each time attack is made with this weapon on one, one modified roll hit roll of six the target suffers two mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends so this is pretty similar to the burning blade goes for, on a sergeant Marines? Echo go on a sergeant? Yeah. What well, sergeant makes the best use of this? I've heard chosen go okay with it. It would probably be chosen, yeah.
2: Cause chosen can take an icon so that guy hits on twos. Exactly. Um, yeah. You could put it on a biker sergeant if you want like a delivery system for it. But this is more. This is one of those things where, like, if we had like tons and tons of CP and you could use you this a bunch, you would totally yeah. put this on a like chosen sergeant, make
1: that unit this, scary. I mean, it's it's the next six months is gonna is gonna be a bit rough for my podcast because we're gonna have all these amazing like three pages of relics, and we're gonna be like, you take this one and this one because they're yeah. the two best, and here's all this crazy awesome crap we want to take and we can't just do that if. It. if,
2: if- CSM had come out in Knockmund, they would be oh. so powerful. Still starting with five CP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You would start with I would start with like two still. <laughs> they wouldn't even care. would be like, whatever. Exactly right. Alright, yeah. you're up next. Alright, next up we have the Black Mace. This one also can go on a sergeant. Um this replaces a power Maul, Crozius, or a Cursed weapon. Uh this is plus two strength, negative 2 AP, three damage uh each time an attack is made with this weapon. And excess damage is not lost you just keep allocating so as as an example if you do three mother of god yeah three successful
1: wounds to a guardsman unit you kill nine of them nine (laughs) yeah Uh, you take a mark of corn to get plus three to the strength instead of plus two and an extra rend on the charge um becomes real spicy yeah or just like exploding
2: sixes from any of the sources this can get very out of hand
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, like, this is one of the reasons where I think I could justify running double Terminator Bricks, one that's super punchy, one that's super choppy, and yep. the super punchy one starts in reserve and on the prince, straight into the into the goulash. Oh, yeah. But then that guy, so he hits on twos with this, but it's just whether hitting on twos is better than the AP-3 or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, they, he wouldn't be AP-3 in a corn
2: Terminator, you know, because uh, Terminators don't get icons. Really? That's dumb as
1: crap. Yeah, sure is. They have forever, and now they don't. Yeah, that is really strange yeah ah, i'm surprised i just assumed they did like yeah, i actually no. just assumed it was you know legionnaires um dip, 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 yeah 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 it's really <laughs> weird
2: like possessed can have icons but they can't have yeah. marks
1: yeah so i assumed it would be everything but yeah. possessed and the demon stuff so wrapped, wrapped wolf talons no like a blitz no but everything else in power armor yeah and, and terminator armor
2: yeah, um, the, uh, this book weird. definitely reads like there were some keywords moved at the last minute.
1: Uh, yeah, they're like, they're like, uh, like oh let's, let's not do this.
2: Yeah, I don't know about all this. There was like possessed it with core or something. Oh, like,
1: yeah, yeah, that would be a game changer. You make ravenous look like punks. Yeah, um, yeah. Little little baby units. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, next up is the Warps of Malice. Oh, it's a pistol, everybody. Here it is. Everyone, everyone sit down. Everyone sit down. Let me regale you. Uh, the Warps of Malice, bolt pistol replacement only. Strength 5. Sorry, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I was too excited. Yeah, relax. Um, Slow down. Range 18. Woo. Pistol 2. Strength 5. Neg 2. 2 damage. Abilities. It's got an ability. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, the pair is engaged in wanton massacre or wanton slaughter. This weapon's type characteristic is pistol, pistol four. Each time an attack is made by this weapon on a modif- unmodified hit roll of six, the target suffers two mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. So they give you, in two turns of the game, they give you double the shots and sixes of mortals. Sir, or two this mortals. is in four turns of the game, okay? Oh, of course. Apologies. So, yeah. like, so it's just not the first one. It's yes, the last two. Correct. Yeah. yeah, cool. So you can have four turns. For it to be pistol four. Yes. Even if this wasn't this economy...
2: Whatever. Adam, I have great news. What? You can take this pistol on a sergeant. On oh, a
1: sergeant. Oh my god. That's right, game, buddy. Just, the game just changed everyone. Yeah. Write down the Warp's Malice on your lists. You have You're, to. You must. You just have to, right? Yeah. If somebody actually does... What a like, hero. take them- Please, please let me know. Please send yeah. it in. I'll sing you out on the Thursday show of some crap and just be yeah. like, this, this, everybody, this is a ch- not only a champion of chaos, it's a champion of the people.
2: <laughs> um, <an> absolute Chad. <laughs> yep. All right. What's next? All right. Next up, we have the Talisman of Burning Blood, an old favorite. This is a corn model only. This unit, this model, can perform a heroic if if it is within six instead of three, Uh, assuming it does so. All the usual six-inch heroic caveats. I'm not going to read the entire paragraph. Uh, Add one to the bearer's attack characteristic, and each time this bearer makes a melee, uh, each time this bearer makes a melee attack, destroys an enemy unit until the end of the battle.
1: Add one to the bearer's attack characteristic. Notably, no cap. (laughs) Cute. Very cute. Yeah. Um, like in an MSU environment, this guy could rack up what two or three throughout the game if you
2: if you use them very well. I mean, if he, I mean, if, if it's an MSU environment, if we're going back to like the old Ducard days. This guy could end yeah. the game with like a lot of extra uh, attacks.
1: As soon as he gets <laughs> one extra attack, and your opponent realizes what he can do, that guy just cops the Succubus to the teeth and just yeah, goes away. True.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: like, it, like, not you again. Could
2: put, you could put this on the Disco, who's minus one damage. Succubus ain't killing yes. him.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's true. Um, uh, you put it on a DP as well, I guess, which could be pretty spicy. Yeah, super annoying. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, this is actually not too bad. Six-inch heroic with plus one attack and plus one attack whenever you kill a thing. Yeah, every time you really, kill really, someone. Cute. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are so many weaker versions of this same thing, which is just like the heroic or just the attack. Yeah. yeah. Um, and This gets all three. I think it's quite good, actually.
2: Yeah, they've done a really um, good job in this book of making Chaos
1: champions feel like they should. <laughs> I have Zinch, uh, Zinch Psycho model only. Each time a Psychic test is made for the bear, add one to the Psychic test. Each time a, se- a psychic test is made for the bearer on an unmodified result of nine plus, uh the power cannot be denied. Quite good. Yeah, yeah. plus plus for the cast. Plus I mean the cast is like yeah. straightforward, straight line power. Exactly right. You I mean if you're taking it, you're taking it. Yep. So if you're taking a Zinch psychic, you are taking that. It's really good.
2: Alrighty. The orb of unlife, a sad relic. This everyone is... ponder
1: everyone ponder this orb. Yeah,
2: you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be pondering why they put this orb in. Yeah. So The bear can only shoot with this weapon once per battle, and hit rolls made with this weapon can never generate additional hits um, from wanton destruction. When an attack is made with this weapon, if a hit is scored colon, two paragraphs. The, the target suffers D3 mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends if the target unit contains 11 or models or if the bearer is engaged in wanton destruction. The unit suffers D3 plus three mortal wounds instead and the attack sequence ends till the end of the battle. Subtract one from the toughness characteristic of models in the target unit. Mm-hmm. No. Nine-inch <laughs>
1: grenade. Nine-inch grenade. I am wondering what this unit is that you need to neg the toughness on. That Uh, you also just did D3 Mortal Wounds to? Yeah, I mean Warriors going from sorry, Tyranid Warriors going from Toughness 5 to Toughness 4 could make your Terminators not need anywhere near as many buffs, but then you're spending a CP on a thing that's only good in 9 inches once per game in certain matchups. Against Tyranid Warriors who probably have Transhuman. And you're exactly right. (laughs) Exactly freaking right. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Alright, Intoxicating Elixir which I hear good things about. Yes. Once per battle at the start of the fight phase, the bearer can use this relic. If it does so until the end of the phase, add D3 to the tax characteristic of the bearer. The bearer cannot lose more than three wounds this phase. Any wounds lost after that are lost. Um, Big deal. Yeah, Um, Phoenix Lord cosplay. You You just run your boy out. See if they're willing to you know, to dogpile on, only take three wounds, and then respond. This is pretty nice.
2: Oh yeah, this is super good. If the double relics uh, stratagem didn't have the weapon replacement caveat, I would actually take this in addition to
1: Mental of Traders on my Disco. Wow. Yeah. Because then he's just a two-use missile instead of a one-use missile. Oh like, yeah, he's, so a, many armies. he's a nightmare then. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly right. I yeah. mean, it is only in the fight phase. Um so if you if you're shooting him dead, you're shooting him dead, but then you're not using it that way. Yeah, you were gonna do that anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Um yeah, I love that. I think it's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, it's super duper good. Uh did do -do -do. I
1: scrolled too far. Libra hereticus sorry, model only. In your psyche phase, the bearer can attempt to manifest one additional psychic power. Each time the bearer sickly manifests a psychic power, um, Add six inches to the range of the power's effects if that psychic power specifies specifies multiple ranges, e.g., Gifts of Chaos. This rule affects the first range specified in the psychic power. There's a couple of good psychic increasing buffs. That's and Strats. Yeah. It's actually pretty powerful. Yeah, the book is good at the psychic phase. We just like we live in this
2: like weird world now where like being good at the psychic phase is defined by armies like Tyranids and T-Suns. So like it's like they're good by the standards of like a vaguely
1: sane psychic army yes yeah that mm, we're holding them to very high standards is what you're saying
2: yeah yeah like people will read this and be like well it's not great in the psychic phase, like well
1: it is it's just not the nonsense that some of the other armies mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. oh tyrannies casting on 3d6 they will forever the yeah, whole army plus four 3d6 east guam no. yeah yes just- <laughs> um well, okay okay so now we all come to the question of we're an hour and 13 minutes in we're going to do the Psychic Power. We're going to do one of the Psychic Trees. We'll do the first Psychic Tree, and okay. we'll leave the second Psychic Tree to next week. Oh, yes. Um, give some lucky
2: human the, the super revamp of the mop.
1: Yes. <laughs> the world's best <laughs> glow-up. Oh, it, dude, it, it is close, too. I think Howling Banshees got a better one, because I think Howling Banshees is the glow-up of all glow-ups. Yeah, that's because, probably true. They were straight garbage before, and they're extremely good oh, now. Pfft. My lord, were they the worst melee unit in the game for the points? I, be- That's true. I believe. Yeah. I believe yeah, I think And so. now they're the best in that book. It's crazy. Let's play um, Borgren now, right? Please, oh, if, dude, if Borgren can get us get a similar, yeah, are, are, are Borgren the worst melee unit in the game? We'll have to have a for, for their we'll, we'll, uh, dude. Part two, we're gonna debate that. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna try. We can and throw figure it out, worst, out about that. Worst you, yeah, let's do it. Darkerest <laughs> d- discipline. You get. You get. Um three psychic powers here. If you are, have an associated mark, you just auto get this psychic power, right? In addition. Yep. Yeah, you just get one yep. of these for free. Skines of Fate um, has a warp charge value of seven. If manifested, select one friendly Legionnaire's Zinch unit within 18 of the Psyker till the start of your next psychic phase. Models in that unit have four plus of vulnerable save. It is Sanctuary, but manifested on a seven for some damn reason. Of, um, of note, it is just any Legion unit. You can throw this on cultists. Yeah. You can put on anything. So on cultists, it's actually broke, right? Yeah, it's hilarious. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um it's pretty good. I think. I think if you're taking a psyker like they all, all their best buffs come from being Marcus Zench. So you're probably gonna have access to this. Yeah, yeah. There's. Oh no, wait. You can't put
2: this on cultist units. I'm a big liar. They can't have the Marcus Zench. Um, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Big, Never mind. Big that I said that. Yeah. Big
1: fibo f- I
2: know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's the next one? Next up is putrid miasma, which is it's a miasma. Yeah, it's just miasma. We all know what this is. <laughs>
1: it goes off on a six. It's minus one to hit.
2: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That. <laughs> um, yeah. The last one is the light flagonies. Similarly, it goes off on a six. It gives a legion slanesh unit a five up
1: pain. So this is the same as it was. Yep. But it never 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 saved anything previously, because your defensive profiles were were a a god-awful trash. Now, this is in combination with the minus one to wound on your termies, and armor of contempt, and just having cover, and so many other things. This can just be such a tipping point. Such a tipping point. Yeah,
2: it gets Um, very out of hand. Oh, we did skip one important thing in this big paragraph that I've noticed people have been getting wrong up at the top here. Uh, if you are a legionnaire or a cultist unit, you can only have one of the first three spells from the list that we're about to go over. Oh, there you go.
1: Good to know. Yes. So does that mean if you take the tome... On a Legionnaire unit, you only get infernal
2: gaze, prescience, or diabolic strength. You can't have... we We haven't even gotten to that yet, have we? The tome? No, that's like a giant part of this book and it's just buried
1: in data sheets. You won't get to that until next week. <laughs> Yikes. Um, But fair enough, you can only take one of the first three. Yep. First, one of these is Infernal Gaze, Witchfire, Warp Charge value of 5. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 of and visible to this psyker, and roll 3d6. For each 4+, plus the enemy unit suffers one mortal wound. If the result of the psychic test was a 10+, a plus, roll 6d6 instead. Oh, that's new. It's cute.
2: I like it. Yeah, that bottom half is new. That's not in yeah, the in T Suns
1: version. That's
2: ah, that's terrifying. What? Real good. <laughs> yeah. real
1: good. So you got a you got a super smart option as well. What classic um, so, character? Yeah. This this is targeted. It's exactly right, man. You just, ah. And you, you have a couple of different ways to push to push you to plus ones and whatnot. And well, it's unmodified. True. Actually, that's exactly right. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Because yeah. otherwise, it would be real wacky.
2: Hmm. Right. Um. All right. Next up is Prescience, unchanged from how it used to work. It goes off on a 7. Select a Legion unit with an 18, and they get plus 1 to hit. Beautiful.
1: Nothing yep. to see here. Yeah. Straightforward. <laughs> Still going to use it. Uh, diabolic strength. Uh, warp charge value of 6. If manifested, select one friendly um, infantry or chaos spawn model. Specifically, spawn. So it's telling you where you want to put this within 12 <laughs> of the Psyche. Until the start of the next psychic phase, add 2 to the strengths and attacks characteristic of that model. Woo. Um, yeah, it's it's model single model, model. and notably, so, no, it's know.
2: infantry or spawn. Like you said, it used to be anything. So, like this used to work on a demon prince. It notably does not work on a demon prince now. Yeah, yeah, it would be
1: ott on a dp. Oh, like, it demon would prince be disco. Good. Like mm-hmm, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a couple that, but this still jacks a spawn up to like demon prince killing level. Yeah, he, like, randomly just destroys things now, which is kind of fun. Yeah, just randomly, your single single missile spawn, go and, like, kill a whole vehicle for me. Yeah, just beats him down. Next up. Next up, we have Death Hex,
2: which is a warp charge value of 8. You select an enemy unit within 12 of the Psyker until the start of the next Psychic
1: phase. That unit cannot use its enholm. Still an 8, still within 12, still the same, I believe. Yeah, still a little rough. Still a little rough to get off. Um, is this a meta where this is important? I don't think so. I think armor of contempt is too powerful right but now. Armor, 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 saves, yeah. Yeah. armor saves are more powerful than involves at the moment. Yeah, which is um, a wild sentence. I know, it's stupid even. <laughs> yeah. Gift of Chaos uh, has a warp charge value of 7. If manifested, the closest enemy unit within 18 of invisible to the Psyker suffers D3 mortal wounds, and you must roll 1D6 for every other unit within 6 of that unit. On a 4+, the unit being suffered for, suffered, suffered, sorry, rolled for suffers 1 mortal wound. So D3 on the closest okay. enemy within 18, chains, and then chains onto everybody else. I don't rate it. That's on a fine. seven. You probably won't take it. That's seven it's too high. Seven's too high for a, what essentially is going to be a smite. Maybe yes. with one extra, you yeah, might just just take smite infernal on gaze a five. and shoot for the ten. Exactly. If you're <laughs> going to do it, take infernal gaze and smite. is your second power um, yeah. in that combination. All right. Here's the big one. Warp
2: time. All right, get ready to be disappointed, Chaos fans. I know.
1: know. (laughs) Warp warp
2: time is a warp charge value of six. If manifested, select a friendly Legion infantry or Legion spawn unit within six of the within six of the psyker. I always forget that it's six in range. The unit can make a normal move if that unit advanced in your previous movement phase. It still counts as having advanced until the end of the turn. That unit is not eligible to charge.
1: We all knew it was coming. Just about unanimously, everyone's lost the ability to charge off their double move. Except so, it's t-sums. not a surprise, except for some T-Suns, which I think is just an oversight. Straight I, up. I, just I actually oversight. think it's a balanced
2: choice. They're just not good at really, LA, so it's kind of that's fine.
1: That's true. <laughs> if if, that, if, that, if G-Dub is clever enough to do that, I'm here for it. Yeah, like, I'm about I, it. I, I want to give them that much of props for yeah. being that savvy. Because, uh, yeah, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely possible that it's not. <laughs> um, But my dude, that is a good tree. That is actually quite a good tree. Uh, Once again, Infernal Gaze just got a nice little glow up. Prescience is auto take. Diabolical Strength. If you've got the units, that makes sense. Um, But mind you, um, you could put Diabolic Strength on your Black Black Mace. um, You know, Terminator Infantry man. Yeah, he totally. Yeah, he can just be an absolute
2: maniac. Yeah, it would be. It gets to nonsense levels in a hurry. He would have Mm -hmm. six attacks at that point at Strength eleven. I think With, if he's Mark of Korn, AP3 uh, on the charge. Well, he can't be AP3. Um, because he's only Doesn't get an icon. Doesn't get an icon. Never mind. Um, it's better
1: being Slanesh. If you can't if you can't get an icon, fights first is better than plus one strength on strength yeah.
2: eight already. Yeah, he's um, strength. Yeah, he would be strength eight then. Otherwise it would just yeah. be strength nine. Mm. Yeah, because plus two from the weapon, he's four base, and then two from diabolic.
1: Beautiful. And yeah, a warp time's still good. Like it's still worth
2: taking. Yeah, it's good on like the it's good in general, right? Because like positioning wins games, but like it's not good in like the way that it used to be, where you would just like destroy your opponent without their interaction. Slinging bombs only, yeah.
1: only, only um the prayer. Uh, sorry, only what I was going to say. The only reliable way to to yeet bombs in now is onto the prince, from my mind. Um, yeah. The only guaranteed way to smash a bomb in um, because it gives you the auto advance, plus you can have the advance and charge prayer, or it gives you the reliable charge from deep strike. Oh yeah, it gets very wild. Whew, excuse me. Yeah, it you get like
2: you can you go so far that it's just like it doesn't even like the your opponents will get confused. Like when a Terminator unit moves eleven, then auto charges eight. You're like, what?
1: <laughs> Those Terminators, yes. huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah, what? Huh? This yeah. shouldn't be. Um, but anyway, we're gonna wrap it up for this episode. We'll be starting next week with the lucky chap who gets to round out this Codex with me with the malefic discipline which you said for the master possession yeah yes yeah it is it's such a like it was good before in, like their specialist attachment but now it's wild i'm of the opinion that the the mop as it's being called uh is possibly one of the best units in the, in this book like, oh yeah this requ- is the best lore in the game yeah one of the required units for possibly the best builds but we'll see because i think you make a good a good uh, um case for the disciple as well um but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna sign off here. We're gonna go over part two. We're gonna talk about which is the which is now the worst melee unit in the game. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're gonna start there, and then we'll go
1: backwards. Then we'll talk about all the awesome, amazing things that Anthony's learned over his how, how many games you got? How with this book so far? You think Twelve? Thirteen? That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. Something like that. You, good number. You're gonna get a good a good knowledge dump of what Anthony's learned so far. The tricks. And tools, the lists that are working, the traps, the pitfalls to avoid. And yeah, hopefully you'll join us there for it. Um, Art of War done under on Patreon, theartofwar40k.com over in your web browser. And my dude, where can people find out more about your saucy self and the amazing things you do, apart from the fact that you are an Art of War coach? I
2: am an Art of War coach. I think that I kind of just like slid that under the bus before, but I, you know, most people that listen to you at this point will have that as an idea. So if you want direct coaching, I am here. And that's a thing that I totally offer through the Art of War website. I am um, also doing, We I am part of a podcast called Stat Check. You can just check us out on YouTube. Uh, we're one of the first things that come up if you type in like Stat Check 40k into Google, we should be around. Um, on our website is a lovely like dashboard where you can see all the, like the way the various win rates interact with each other. It has like past um, metas in it and stuff like that too. So just check that out. It's just stat-check.com um, and you can get all the info about us on there. So yeah, go check us out. Uh, we really appreciate anybody, you know, giving us their time and effort to go have a look through it at all our stuff. But we go live for the first time literally tomorrow uh, at 6 p.m.
1: Eastern. Can't wait. Hopefully, I'll be awake to watch it because it's, uh, it's just before my wake up time to start work. So I usually chuck it on to catch about half an hour before. Yeah, I we usually see you in there. <laughs> but. See you over there, guys. Please jump over in part two. Hope you'll join us. And if not, I'll see you guys next week where we'll be wrapping up the rest of the Chaos Space Marine Codex. Still some pretty exciting stuff to come. Like we've got the litanies, we've got the other half of the psychic disciplines, we've got the secondary game, we've got the data sheets, we've got the, the one-ton meals as well. Yeah. Um You have yeah. like some really power like some of the most powerful parts are <laughs> in like the next three pages. Why the one ton? I don't Why know. just not I don't. have it to be slaughter and like massacre and whatever? There was so many, <laughs> so many things they could have done, and this is what we got. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, see you later, guys. Take care. Look after each other. Enjoy some Warhams. Good night.
0: Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K.